Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Read it again. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. Verse 5. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. You see, my friend, righteousness is what you need to find acceptance with God. And that's something you cannot produce yourself. It's something that you have to depend on God in faith in Christ, in faith in God, that will produce that because it's been produced at Calvary. It's been given to us, given to me, that I can actually walk under the power and the fire and the glory of His righteousness. And that's what I walk in. It's a free gift. It's something that I put on that has been developed and made and made complete and perfected and made perfect at Calvary. And now I, by faith, receive that. There's some of you that say, well, if you do that, you're going to keep on sitting, sinning. It's obviously never tried that. It's not how it works. Remember the story on the two cats, the dirty cat and the white cat. The, the dirty cat, we'd have it here, be a cat. They're both identical. They're white, as white as you can make it, fluffy. One of them sits over here. But it is all dirty and it's bloody and it looks miserable. It came through a rainstorm and tracked in. And you can see the tracks coming in and sitting right here. The other one is an identical cat born as twins right at the same time. It is completely fluffy and clean. When we look at these two cats. What's the big difference? It's the outside that looks different. The inside, the heart works. Everything else works. The outside looks different. I wonder if you right now honestly would come up to this pulpit and try to describe which best fits your description of how you look when you look at the Word of God, how you look at, perhaps you think, when God looks at you, does He look at you as this or as this? Most people think when God looks at them, they look like this. My friend, why? It's that pile. It's the righteousness of Christ. Most people walk in this condemnation all the time because they feel that that's the way they are. That's the way they look. They do not look at what the Bible says about them. They look at what they see in the mirror. But what the Bible says, well, let me say this way. <clears throat> if I would go like this to the, both of these cats and chase them off, and there's a dirty creek going right down through here in mud and some sludge like you find in Africa in some of the open streets. And the other one is just a nice carpet going this way. Which way do you think the cats would jump? Or if we'd even have a muddy creek going down this way, do you think this cat would jump there? Yes. It would go right for what it's used to. This is why people stay in their own ruts. They stay in the same place year after year after year because they do not accept the mercy and grace and forgiveness of God. And once forgiven, that it is forgiven and God does not look at them like that. It's the difference between here and the difference between here. This man here says, God, I know. I know, I understand that I cannot be righteous. I know that there's nothing in me that is good enough. I know that. And that's how I present myself. The other one keeps fighting and saying, I will one day. I will one day. One day, God, I will please you. One day, I will not sin this anymore. That's the battle that we all face. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, 
As the new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, Destroy it not, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Verse 9, And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob, and out of Judah, an inheritor of the mountains, and mine elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. And verse 10, next verse, And Sharon shall be the fold of flocks in the valley of Achor, a place for the herds to lie down in for my people that have sought me. Oh, God, show these people this truth. Let me tell you something. You know I don't take money from the church, never have. Self-supporting. People say, yes, you're a smart businessman. I had 27 Fs in the fifth grade. I flunked the fifth grade. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God put wisdom on my life that I never knew and I could never come up with it. Where I walk, the successes that people contribute to me is the covenant. That's it. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? It's the covenant. It's believing in the covenant. For your salvation, for your blessings, for your health, for your wealth, for everything. Believing in the covenant that God made for us. In this covenant of Abraham will all the families of the earth be blessed. Listen to this truth. I'm not the smart man. What I have has been God-granted, and it's by way of wisdom. And the Bible says wisdom comes from God. It's God-granted. It's because of this covenant. Can you see, can you get a hold of this covenant and start believing and walking in it? We do it for salvation a little bit. There's other things. You have to see that it's all in this covenant. It is all in this altar. It is all in this. And not in that. Troubled friend, you that has a history of wrong, you that have a history of defeat, you that have a history that only God knows, I invite you to take a look at both piles. Which one describes you best? You see, the Bible says, this is why I believe the Bible says so clearly. It says that born of a woman, there is nobody greater than John the Baptist. He is the greatest man that was ever born of a woman. And then he goes one step further and he says this. He says, but the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Why? Because of the covenant. The least in the kingdom. How many of you... Consider yourself less than John the Baptist. How many of you consider yourself less than Abraham? How many of you consider yourself less than Jacob? How many of you consider yourself less than Noah? God says, no, you're more. John the Baptist was the greatest born of a woman. Jesus was greater. But he says, the least in the kingdom. Do we understand the kingdom? This is the kingdom. 
The least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. That means you. That means you. You are greater than John the Baptist. Why? Because you have a covenant. And God will not fail that covenant if you believe. It's the picture hanging on the wall and a letter behind it. And many, many people look at the picture and they say, oh, wow, nice picture, nice painting. And never see the letter stuffed behind it being the word of God, the word of truth. And it's for me. I receive it. I receive it. I'm, a co I'm covenanted by it. I believe it. I receive it. That's how it works. How can we know? Listen, my friend, listen to this. We're living in a down economy, aren't we? We have for a while. But God's economy is not based on our economy. You covenant yourself with God in his covenant of Abraham's blessing upon your life. And you trust in that, not in this. Your economy will not be affected by it. I know of three men that are sitting today with me here. Three men that I know believe this covenant. And they walk in this covenant that are telling me they're having the biggest year ever in their life. Somehow God is on this picture. God is on this picture. And my, my thoughts to you and my burden is to you. Listen, friends. If you're dealing with battles and dealing with sin issues and, and ideas of this kind, are you identifying with Achan? Some of you, and I know this, some of you, there's stubbornness in you. God is wanting to break some stuff in you, but you can't because you're over here. I will somehow finagle my way around it, and if I need to be dishonest, I'll be dishonest so that I can get what I want. You see, over here, God breaks you completely. He breaks your character. He breaks your mortal man. He breaks you from being an argumentative person into a person that is broken, into a person that has a lot of pride in his own life, a lot of answers in his own life, and he lays him flat because he's presented before God. And here, God changes his whole character. God changes him as a man on the inside. There's no more 20 steps how to think better, how to do better. It's no more that. It's sacrificed. This man over here will not be hard. The one that lays here is not a man. This is a man that God has changed. A man that God has given him a new mind. God has changed his mentality. This is a man that God can use for his glory. This is a man blessed of God because he walks in covenant with God. Because he's died to self. He's died, he died to all his problems. He died to all the thinking issues that he had against God. All his biased mentality and hang-ups and biases and things that, he's, that, that, that were strongholds in him, they're gone. Where are you walking? I'm just inviting you. 
I'm inviting you to look to the valley of Achor, the valley of Achor, to be your door of hope. Because that's what God says. Your door of hope will be the valley of Achor. Make your decision. And if I may say, I believe most of you people, as I speak right now, are in the valley of Achor. But on which pile are you at? Will you trust God for your righteousness? Or can you do it better yourself? Wisdom and understanding and humility and, and all these things, the natural mind being broken, that happens over here. Where God transforms someone of a difficult problem, difficult personality into someone pleasing that can please him. Psalms 84 verse 5. How blessed is the man who, I'm using a different uh, translation, listen to this. How blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, this is, in, this is the one that Steve read. Passing through the valley of Achor, they make it a spring. And the early rains also cover it with blessings, verse 7. And they go from strength to strength. Every one of them appear before God in Zion. They go from one strength to another strength. One strength to another strength. Keep on growing in strength. And they make this valley that looks so grim, that looks so much like a, like a tombstone. They take that valley and make it a place of springs where water flows. Water flows, water flows, water flows, water flows. It's all over the place. Why? Because they've met God on the altar of sacrifice. It's one of the greatest keys I've ever learned in my life. I believe it's a direct, it is a direct, as a direct revelation because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God opened these truths to me. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.